Why is why is why? beauty something we seek after? Why, why, why are we in, intrigued by it? Yeah. Yeah, why is art even a thing? Why do yeah, people why, make why, art? Why do we like it? Well, I, I would say that we're made in God's image, and uh, as such, God has implanted in us the an enjoyment of things that he enjoys. You know, if you're trying to align yourself with God's way of thinking, you're going to discover beautiful things according to God's mm-hmm. creation. Whereas if you have no basis to start with, beauty is anything that, you know, you can vomit up. Yeah. Like said. Yeah. It's it's just something something that gives you pleasure, which is which is a dangerous path to go down. Don't think I will even ask you to make Jesus Lord of your life. That's the most preposterous thing I could ever tell you to do. Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. Whether you serve him or not, whether you bless him, curse him, hate him, or love him, he is the Lord of your life because God has given him a name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus Christ every knee shall bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. Some of you will bow out of the grace that has been given to you and others will bow because your kneecaps will be broken by the one who rules the nations with a rod of iron. And I'll not apologize for this God of the Bible. Hello, everybody. I know it's been quite the hiatus for me. It's been almost three weeks now since I've uploaded anything. So I'm really sorry. Uh, Ask for forgiveness. I've gotten real busy. I think I'm going to have some changes to the podcast coming up. Um, But regardless of all those things, um, I'm joined today with a newer brother in my life. His name's Will. Will Drzymski. Say hi, Drzymski. Yes. Very difficult. We were we were dumbfounded by your last name when we first met you. <laughs> Just don't try to spell it. That's all. If you, yeah. long as long as you're not required to spell it, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is easier to say Drzymski. 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 With an M. Yeah. As in mother. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Will's with me today. And um, cool thing about Will, he's not only a pilot flying planes in the air... So that that's like his main profession, but on the side, he's an amazing artist. So a man of many many skills and trades. Uh, so it's been such a blessing to get to know him and see all the cool things he's able to do. Because I've never met anybody in my life. I don't even know anybody that actually does art um, as like a side hustle or something that you you do um, in a professional way. It's interesting as I've gotten into into the pilot. Um world or the, or the, the aviation uh, industry, I should say, is how many other pilots have some sort of artistic really to them. Yeah. So yeah, it's, like, like my flight instructor was a, was a band teacher for years. Okay. And then a lot of other pilots are musically talented or, or, uh, you know, artistically bent or, or just something, you know, yeah. that relates to <clears throat> the art, the art world, I should say. Interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. you think they might go hand in hand, the mind for aviation and flying, might I mean, flying is an art. So yeah. Okay. It's it's uh, you know you you have muscle um, muscle reflexes that you have to get down all that sort of stuff. So it's it's definitely hand eye coordination all that sort of stuff. It's definitely an art as well as a as well as a uh, you know there's a technical side to it too. But interesting. Yeah. I could see those. Yeah, lending lending them to each other. Mm-hmm. So although you are a pilot, we are talking specifically today about art about specifically beauty because beauty art, and, and kind of how that relates to, yes, to artwork and exactly kind of the the 
intermingling of the of the two. Yes. Okay. In today's world, we were we were talking about this uh, just a couple minutes ago. the The idea of our modern society is that uh, artwork is uh, entirely subjective. There's no mm-hmm. uh, there's no right or wrong to it, as long as it makes you happy. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's it's um, just one of those things where you can get away with pretty much whatever you want. Yeah. You know, it's it's all whatever you want it to be, and it's it's all uh, subjective, neutral topic that you can yep you know you can express yourself with uh, yeah and we are rocky and i are here today uh i think this is the first thing you asked me or one of the first things you asked me when uh when i met you was uh is there do you believe there's a an objective truth <laughs> to beauty oh that's um, awesome and i was like yeah yeah in the back of my mind it's like well i should talk to this guy some more <laughs> but uh we're we're today we're gonna we're gonna present to you the the uh, belief that we have that uh, beauty though it's difficult to nail down it's not a hopelessly uh, subjective uh, thing that we just can't get our hands on it's a, a communication method uh, by which we learn God's truth yep. uh, that He speaks to us uh, in Psalm nineteen verses one through two. Uh, it says, the heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Uh, day to day pours forth speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. Yep. So not only is he, is he uh, um, telling us of his glory, but he's, he's uh, revealing to us knowledge of how things work through his, through his, uh, through his handiwork. Exactly. It's, it's presupposing... He has put a standard into the world, a lens by which we as humans are supposed to view the world. When Eve eats of the, the fruit, she is trying to make her own sense of, not, not exactly beauty, but it's tied into that. She wants to, she has a desire, right? She has a, a want for something that's not in God's design. Therefore, it's a wicked act and it's not beautiful. Exactly. It's not yeah. comely. Yep. Yep. It's not, it shouldn't have been desiring to her eyes. Mm-hmm. But because of sin, we have desires and we have, we think things are beautiful that we should not think are beautiful. Exactly. They yeah. should disgust yep. us. So beauty is, you have to be trained in beauty. Um, as, as God's word is telling us here in Psalm 19, the heavens are, dec- you need to be trained to see the world in God's eyes. Right? To see the truth proclaimed to you. Yes. Yes. Yep. It can't be, it can't be you proclaiming truth to the world. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good point. Because, yeah, beauty it has to capture something. You can't just vomit up something out of your human experience yeah, yeah. We are, and try to capture that, that would and call be it beautiful. We are, we are depraved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we, are, we are born in sin, and, and what comes out is sinful. We have to. We, we can't just come up with our own thing. We have to reflect what, what God exactly. has put in the world. I can amen that. So, Will, what is beauty? What does it proclaim? Let's get to that question. Well, if you were to look up, uh, do an internet search on dictionary.com, the, the beauty is uh, the quality present in a thing or a person that gives intense pleasure or a deep satisfaction to the mind, whether it's arising from the sensory manifestations as shape, color, sound, etc., a meaningful design or a pattern or something else as a personality in which high spiritual qualities are manifest. It's a mouthful. Uh, so is. what do we think about that? Do we agree with that definition? What do we think about it? I really don't have any any qualms with it. It, uh, it I mean, on the, it's kind of a middle. It, the the definition is trying to be, uh, trying to get to the bottom of it, but it doesn't get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. What is beauty is uh, what happens when God's creation is properly ordered. 
and it declares the work of his hands. Uh, so in other words, it looks nice for a reason. It's not just, yeah. you know, because according to the dictionary definition, if it gives you intense pleasure, it's beautiful. Exactly. You know? And there's a lot of things that uh, give a lot of a lot of depraved people intense pleasure that uh, are definitely not beautiful. It's horrendous things. It's horrendous, yeah. yes. Absolutely. It, I mean, just, just I, this is just such a um, kind of cherry-picked example. But when we think about Adolf Hitler, mm-hmm. he, lo- he was fascinated and loved the worldview that he had produced in, yeah, it, in it Nazism. Was, he was going to try to make a, a pure he world. He thought it was yeah. beautiful. Yep. He thought it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. What he's trying to do, he's like, if everybody had the same vision I did, yep. then everybody would see it's beautiful. I mean, beauty has to have a right side up. Yeah. Um, so I just I use that as an example because he thought what he was doing was it was wonderful. Yeah. He loved what he was doing. Yep. Or else he wouldn't have done it. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with how your caveat there. Um, beauty has to accord with God's creation being properly ordered. That's what the the world's definition of beauty is missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here, let me pose another question to you. Why do we enjoy beauty? Why is why is why? beauty something we seek after? Yeah. Why why is it that we? Why why are we in, intrigued by it? Yeah. Yeah, why is art even a thing? Why do yeah, people why, make why, art? why do we like it? Well, I would say that we're made in God's image, and uh, as such, God has implanted in us the an enjoyment of things that He enjoys. Yes. Um, Amen. So, and that you know, that as a as a Christian, that's easier to um, to discover. I would say. You know, if you're trying to align yourself with God's way of thinking, you're going to discover beautiful things according to God's mm-hmm. creation. Whereas if you have no basis to start with, beauty is anything that, you know, you can vomit up. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. It's it's just something something that gives you pleasure. Yep. Which is which is a dangerous path to go down. Um But yeah, so this is kinda of where I think we'll we'll head into the to the art world, kinda of how how beauty uh, a right understanding of, of beauty is important in the art world. Um, we're we're designed by God to create things. Um, I think we we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, but how we do so reflects our understanding of Him. And like I said, as as Christians, you know, the more we understand how God is, the, the more we understand His nature. Uh, I think the better we can create uh actually beautiful artwork that uh that reflects his nature yes so uh give a give a crack at at the next uh interrogation (laughs) the i think we're getting into the uh the chief and the man yeah yeah that that so um it makes me think of ecclesiastes that there's nothing better for man to do mm-hmm. on this earth and to toil and to work and to yep. create things that are beautiful. Like you don't have to make a piece of art to do something beautiful. You can yeah, cultivate absolutely. a garden. Yeah. You yep. can look at a garden that you've spent hard work doing yep. and put your hands on your hips and say, wow, yep. this is, I like looking it at is, this. It's the, beautiful. The plants are in straight rows. They're yes. neatly spaced. It's well ordered. It has been weeded properly. It's nice and damp. Yep. Uh, there is maybe some fruit um, or, or the promise of fruit. Yep, um, and that—that's why it's hard to call something. I mean, so we can start getting to the art world mm-hmm. when we get really abstract forms of art where it looks almost if somebody had just dumped a can of paint yeah. onto a canvas. Um, there's no order to it. There's no order out of chaos. It's just chaos. Yep. 
why will do people find pieces of art like that beautiful? Um, what, you know, when there's there's no order to the mm-hmm. art, um, why is that such a thing? You know, well, I think when people walk into a, I'm not sure how the how the museum director comes to you know how 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 does the how does the uh, the artist convince someone they put this in your museum? Uh-huh. You know, who is the first person to you know splash a bunch of paint on a canvas and and I think it was a joke with you know the first couple of things or first couple of instances of that but when people walk into a museum they expect to be uh, challenged I think by the yeah by the artwork that they see so they just automatically assumed that um, you know when I'm walking into this place this must be good it must art. be good it must be good yes uh, and they saw these weird and strange things and and it intrigued them to some level which it you know it it naturally does because it's not supposed to be there yeah uh so so everyone is trying to figure out why why is this here yeah and and i think a lot of people came to some weird conclusions um (laughs) but uh it's uh basically the bottom line of that is that it's just not um it's not art it's not art it's being forced upon you yeah um it makes me think of um, music as an art. Mm-hmm. You go on Spotify, you look at the top artists. Um, what are they doing? They're making music that has a beat and a rhythm to yep. it with, with lyrics that Good are usually tune. okay. Catch, catch tune and all you won't stuff, find yeah. any songs on there that are out of out of tune. And yeah. it's just like a bunch of nonsense and you can't yep. even decipher any words. They're, they're just blabbering and you can't, you can't decipher what's going on. Yep. Um, you will not find at the top of the charts any musical art like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And in the same sense, we want to extract that same principle in music and apply it to art. That the the you know so Will and I just read it's good to be a man. Um, we just finished it up, and he has a whole chapter on just creating order out of chaos. That's mm-hmm. what men are supposed to yep. do, and that's our that's our point. What Will and I are trying to get at um, with not only music having an order to it and the way the notes are are posed to us, um, but also that art does the same thing. If it doesn't have an order to it and it's not something arranged in a certain way. Then it's 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 hard for you to call that art. Um, you have to say a pity good job when your kid comes up to you with a bunch of scribbles and be like, "Oh, that's great, yeah. that's great, buddy." You yeah. know, you have to like let them down easy because it's actually trash. You know, yeah. yeah. But you know, they're trying, so yeah. you accept it as a good gift, as God accepts our bad gifts that we come before Him, and He accepts it because we do it out of a heart of faith. That, that's a good example, even though it's actually, imperfect. Yeah. Yep. Even though it's imperfect. Um, but we, we don't um, have to put that in an art museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like God has 24 elders sitting in the throne, not everybody has that privilege. There are some people that are exceptional Christians, yep. and God rewards them for that. Yep. Uh, but that doesn't mean uh, that we put every single piece of art in an art museum. Yeah. Right? So it has to be directed towards the chief end of man, which is to glorify God. Um, leading the viewer to truth. Presenting a, an ordered world under God's dominion, mm-hmm. capturing a particular moment and making it persistent. That that order, we love order. That's why we like revisiting pieces of art. That's yep. what's cool about a piece of art. When you revisit it, it's like, wow, this is a moment in human history mm-hmm. that some artist has captured that's extremely well-ordered and pleasing to the eye. Yes. That's yep. why you like to revisit it. And you get anxious when you listen to screamo rock music because it's not exactly. as well ordered and it's insane. Why, I don't understand why yeah. people enjoy that. Exactly. It's like this is well, this you, is getting uh, – this is uh, 
Yeah. Unsettling. Yeah. Chaotic yeah. people like that kind of music yeah. because they're, they're inherently chaotic, which is why inherently postmodern chaotic people like inherently chaotic postmodern art, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they've they've been given a bad exactly, taste, yeah, yeah. a bad taste, yep. and they like and bad have, tasting. Have been things. taught to think that it's that it's a good taste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By what you forcing yeah. it in, into, like you said earlier, forcing it into the art museum, yeah. so you just assume it must be good. This is the best we got. <laughs> yeah. So, like were, I said, I I, I couldn't uh, couldn't cite this, but I think the, like the first couple of of uh, of those really weird, outlandish examples of of. You know, so-called art in a museum was was supposed to be a joke, and people just swallowed it. <laughs> yeah, you know, because they, you know, you are trained to to think that there is good art in a museum, uh-huh. or at least some sort of reason for the art to be there. Yeah, a uh, joke didn't immediately come to mind, so you walk in there, and and now suddenly the whole culture's uh, perception has shifted. Yep. Um, maybe not suddenly, but you know, here we are today. Yeah. So. Agreed. I, so I was telling this story beforehand. I, I took AP art history in high school and there was a piece when we got to the postmodern era of art history, mm-hmm. there was a piece that was some man had made or some woman, I don't know who the artist was, but it was just a latrine and it was supposed to be subjective, postmodern, right? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. If you think a toilet is beautiful, a ceramic, <laughs> if you think a ceramic toilet that's been well used with poop stains on it is beautiful, then you have the right to that belief. Therefore, it is beautiful in the real world. Um, that's not art. That, no. that is being thrust upon us. Um, it, me and AP art history in a public school, that was thrust upon me as, yeah. we're in the new age of art. <laughs> the new age, you know. And the, and the, <laughs> The uh, part of part of um, part of the difficulty of that is that everyone has swallowed it. When everyone has swallowed it, it's hard to be the, the one guy who stands up and says, "I, you know, I, I don't like that. Yeah. I object." <laughs> you know, uh, and when everyone you know walked in the museums and just you know kind of took for granted that well, this is art. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you're not you don't go to a museum to debate. What artwork? <laughs> yeah. You're just there to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Get intrigued by it, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, that's kind of, I think that's kind of how people swallowed it. Yep. But along with some other foundational issues that were probably going on at the time. Yeah. Why did we swallow evolution? Yeah, Because exactly. it was thrust upon yep. us in the schools. And if you if you don't believe it, then you're an idiot. There's, well, and we want, how could you not believe it? And, and the, the desire to get away from... God in the first place, I think made yes. it, made it the yes. perfect exactly made it the perfect uh, scapegoat to, yeah. to move away from from him at that at that point. That, that's the crux of it. Will I think you're right? So let's move on to another question that I can post to you. What are some lies about beauty? We've already gotten into some of them, but let's just make it really explicit. What are some lies about beauty and art that have come into our culture? So can you just rattle off some and give me some commentary on it? And I, I, I like that. Uh, I, I'd say the. Probably the number one lie uh, that we've talked about already is that the quality of art is in the eyes of the beholder. It's yep. all relative. It doesn't matter. You know, uh-huh. there's no objective truth to artwork, uh, and I think we've we have uh, laid that to rest. That's that's a lie. That's uh, uh, that's definitely not true. Uh, Wait, it, before you move on, yes, let's. If let's, everything's beautiful. Nothing's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Then let's move on. I just wanted. That's just the most obvious point that people yep. don't understand. If it's yep. just, if anything can be beautiful, then nothing's beautiful. Yep. And the, and the words of the great philosopher uh, Syndrome from the Incredible. Yeah, I know. If everybody's <laughs> a superhero, then no one yeah. is. Exactly. Yep. So. So what's another uh, one? The second one I would say is, uh, and and this one might uh, ruffle some feathers, but uh, 
the, the and this is a lie. This is this is not uh, to just to to reiterate that <clears throat> you may create or do anything you like when creating art in order to properly express yourself. <laughs> that's a lie, and that's that's a lie. You, you may not. Uh, there there are certain things you may not do. Uh, you know, there's um, for thousands of years people have been. Uh, Painting and sculpting pornography, yeah, and setting it up in prominent places uh, in order to, I guess, I don't know, uh, to make it acceptable, I guess. Yeah, desensitize uh, people. To desensitize people to the to the outrageousness of it. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's something that even that that our culture is is firmly uh, rooted in. It's it's pervasive all over the place. Um, yep. You would think that a civilized society or a so-called civilized society that we take ourselves to be um, would uh, would have some some semblance of of uh, knowledge as to what what is appropriate to yep. set up in prominent places, but that, that is not it. <laughs> I agree. Um, the Bible tells us not to sin. It should be uh, simple and easy to understand. Yep, you know? it can't, it's not beautiful to depict sin in art. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing on movie screens, yeah. right? Unless, unless obviously, or, it's too... or to or to take something beautiful and take it out of where it should be, you know, to uncover it and, and put it up in a place where it shouldn't be seen. Exactly. You know? Yep. Yep. Painting it in a good light. The Bible has sin in the Bible depicts sin at mm-hmm. some points, but it's a teaching. Yeah, tool teaching moment. We're talking yeah, about graphic. Yes, we're talking graphic. about art that glorifies it and says it's a good thing. That's what yes. we're saying. Yeah. You cannot do that. Yeah, that that's our point. Mm-hmm. And what's the third one? Uh, in order to properly understand art, a man must become more like a woman. Lie number that's three. Lie number three. Uh, you know, in our feminized society, we we have a tendency to think that you know men are just naturally. Uh, toxic in our natures. We we can't uh, we can't judge anything. You know, it's it's uh, it's all relative. Like we said, you can't say anything bad about anything if it's what what uh, trips someone else's trigger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, in, in fact, uh, we should be discerning when we look at stuff like that. Yep. Um, you know, we we have a uh, not only a right but a duty to say this is you know this is good and this is evil. Um, and the culture doesn't like that. That is that is more of a masculine trait. You know, a woman is more uh, in her feminine nature. She's uh, more uh, open and accepting and and uh, um, nurturing, and and she's supposed to be like that. That's how God made her. Uh, she's supposed to be soft. It's a good thing. She's, she's supposed to be soft. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, man needs to to take a stand. So that's kind of where that question came from, mm-hmm. or the, the answer I should say came from is that. Uh, you know, you, we can't, uh, we can't, uh, um, make compromises just because it's what the culture says is, exactly. is a toxic, toxic, uh, embodiment of our, of our sexual nature. Yeah. You know, that yep. the God made it, made us to be. Yep. And this is the idea of chivalry that if you were in the battlefield, you were a complete savage barbarian. Men ought to be like that in times of war. Mm-hmm. But in times of peace, men are the most civilized, upright, righteous people around. Yeah. Right? When you're around women and children, you're supposed to be kind, tender hearted, loving, righteous, strong. Mm-hmm. That's what men are supposed to be like. So, so order their emotions. Yes, order yeah. yes, self control. So men need to experience art in their masculine nature and not not uh compromise with effeminacy. Yep. Yeah. 
uh, for for they they can't suddenly go chivalrous when they come up against a war. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so next question. We've already hit this, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna glance by it. What makes art good? It glorifies God, and it does a good job at glorifying God. It is art. Yep. Anything you wanted to add on there? I'll just say three. Yeah, and then what makes art bad? Now here's we're gonna we're gonna get into some more stuff here. Um, it does a bad job at glorifying God. It glorifies something other than God. It's not art. We right? talked about a little bit how how something is not art, but go ahead with what you're saying. Well, so um, Will, you had put in our notes here. There are odd things you see in museums: a lone apple, a pile of bricks, a sideways urinal, or a rotting pig's head. But uh, wait a minute. What, what yeah. So make, you have an objection. What if, what if it makes you if it makes you think? Uh, which is what the the creator of the art intended. Is that bad? <laughs> so, so is it is it uh, is it wrong for it to be to to you know make your mind go in certain places? Um, so, so maybe so it has a, it has question? so it has a telos to it. That's yeah. the point. You cannot do anything in this world without a purpose. You can't do anything purposeless. It is going to have an effect on something else. God has made the world covenantal. If you do something, it what's going to have an effect downstream. So if, if art makes you think, oh, good, the artist wanted you to make you think about something, yeah. and you're thinking, therefore, art is doing its intended purpose, and it must be good, right? No, because it's not having, it's not pointing your eyes. The telos isn't towards orienting towards God. So you put it. Is that good? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So you put a text in here, Exodus thirty one six. Let me read this to you guys. And behold, I myself have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahasamach. Ahasamach. You did pretty good. Of, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all who are skillful, I have put skill, that they may make all that I have commanded you. We must only make things. We must only uh, do things. That give glory and honor to God. First uh, Corinthians ten thirty one. Whatever you do, whether you eat or you drink, do all to the glory of God. And you can't just um, you can't just say that something glorifies God. <clears throat> Excuse me when it uh, when it did not require any sort of effort on your own. Yes, you know, it's it good good um, uh, good artwork takes work. Yes, basically. Yep. You know if it's if it doesn't take any sort of skill that would glorify God. Um, you know, because that's what people what people see in a painting. You know, if paintings uh, didn't take any skill to make, then there there wouldn't be any reason to buy them. Exactly. You know? uh, there wouldn't be any reason to hang them up in your house. Yep. Um, they're not. Uh, but but in reality, paintings are not photographs. They take you know skill to produce. And when you look at a painting, you not only see the you know the original scene of the of the of what the artist was painting, but you also see the handiwork of the artist. Yes. And you see the handiwork of the artist that God put in the artist. Yes, which is and capturing something real about the world. Yes, yeah, yep. that's that that's God valuable. That God makes. Yeah, yeah. So it, God. So really, it all just goes back to the glory of God. Yes, the glory of God and the covenantal. Again, I want to go back to the covenantal nature of humanity. Mm-hmm. If you have a walnut on the ground, it's worth X amount of money in our economy if you put the work in of cracking that walnut open and you crack many walnuts open and you create a bag of walnuts and you go and sell that you can sell that for more money than if you just had a bag of uncracked walnuts because you put in the work to make something yep. more valuable exactly in the same sense if you just take a couple brush strokes to a canvas you haven't created art if you do thousands and thousands of precise and articulated 
strokes of a brush to a canvas mm-hmm. that's capturing something real about the world that's not sinful and is giving glory to God, you've created something valuable. Totally agree. Yeah. And somebody and I, will value it. So that's the covenantal nature. We have to work to create value. Yep. You cannot escape that. That's a Ponzi scheme. You're, if, if somebody is telling you, you don't have to work to make a return, that's a Ponzi. You're being, you're being duped. That's Satan's way of doing things. <laughs> Satan wants to usurp the covenantal role that God has put by working yes, yep, in the yep. world. Mm-hmm. Good? Uh, yeah. What I think, think the only thing to, to add to that is that you can still you know, put a lot of effort in. That's kind of the lie that, that, uh, of the, the subjective nature of it. You can still put a lot of, of effort uh-huh. into a canvas, and in the end you still have a mess. Yeah. Know? So I think you alluded to that as well in, in the last part of your of your your uh, sentence there, but uh, I would say just to add to that you can you can still have a lot of uh, you know work put into something and still have it ordered in the wrong way. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's or, good. or in something other than God, basically. Yeah. And so you yeah, had, I totally agree with with what you're what you're saying there. Good. Yeah. And you had put in Genesis one twenty eight. This again, we go back to the covenantal nature that God has made with humanity and the creation of humanity. That we're to rule over things, subdue it, create order out of chaos. So as we wrap up here, um, you posed a I question. Think this, is a, this is an important one. Yeah, this is important. Yeah. This yep. question posed. Do you want to read it or I can? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So is it not true that when people express the torment of their unregenerate hearts, they are representing a true reality of sin? I would say generally they are not. Those who those who make such things are not proclaiming the reality of the gospel. Uh, their method of trying to obtain salvation is to make their own scapegoat to pin their guilt on. So the scapegoat is the artwork that they produce, uh, and yeah. and their salvation is, I guess, uh, well, it's still non-existent. They've created an image, they've created an image, an idol. Yeah, yeah. and they're casting their sins yep. on the idol. Exactly. Yep. And and in the end, it's still it'll condemn them on judgment day. Exactly. You know? It's it's the loathing, it's the self-loathing pride of mm-hmm. focusing on your sin and, and 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 letting it rule over you rather than you ruling over it. Uh, Genesis four eight. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I, I agree. You shouldn't. Art shouldn't be focused, hyper focused on on your on your torment your and on your yeah. on your self-loathing, like you said. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be. Um, and and like the, I mean, it would it would be one hand on one hand if if it was, basically if it's true, it, it would be reflecting the, the true gospel, which is which is the the saving uh, faith that we yeah. have. So there are psalms of lament where mm-hmm. uh, David is focusing on a hard situation, yep. but at the end of every single one of those psalms, yep. there is a beautiful depiction of God's salvation, exactly. his, his salvation yep. in the midst yep. of it. So if you're going to depict art that has an element of um, like for instance there are old medieval paintings of hell and then mm-hmm. above you see God on his throne with the angels and the cherubim there has to be that distinction there if you're going to if you're going to create a dark piece of art there ought yeah. to be some kind of light shining in the midst of it yeah right? there needs to be some sort of of uh, hope that we have in God it yeah. can't just be, your your uh, example of the psalms is, is excellent there you can't just have a and there's one psalm i guess that that does not have that that one little ray of hope at the end it's it's kind of interesting it's it's the one psalm that i can't remember what it is but but almost every single psalm yeah. has that has that but you know but my my hope is in the lord exactly. you know, at, at the end of it yeah and the whole thing is just 
it's it's uh it's awful to read it you know and and uh but at the end you you still get that that uh, salvation exactly. that you have in, in god yeah yeah and i would say too that the uh the the same thing goes for for the person buying this excrement you know yep. if the if the it's one thing for the the artist to to make something uh horrid it's another thing for people to support them by buying it and to and really really to reflect that you know because people will buy it because they see that reality in themselves that mm-hmm. well this is a depiction of my own personal you know uh hopelessness yeah and and it it uh it's like wow someone someone knows what i'm going through yeah so they buy the art and then, and then there there you have it yep um, i agree that was really good so um there's one more point I want to make before we wrap up on um, what what your your advice to somebody that wants mm-hmm. to do art and giving people uh, to your website so they can go see what you're doing. Um, but the last thing, one of the last things I want to say is I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, my wife and I went to an art fair over the weekend and we saw good pieces of art. We saw bad pieces of art. Um, Christians should fill their homes with beautiful, God-glorifying art. The art of homemaking has been lost on modern-day Christians. We make churches that look like Amazon warehouses (laughs) rather than cathedrals. (laughs) And we build houses that are void of all beautiful art Mm -hmm. that once was filling homes and once was just a normative thing for humans, for the human experience. So um, you had put it here, as Christians, our souls are at peace with God, and there should be no reason for us to dwell on and reproduce perversion. Now, the antithesis of that is there is a good reason that we should put up art in our homes that remind us of the goodness of God and fill us with joy and remind us of the order God has put in the world and the beautiful things he's made. So my exhortation to all of you listening and that I hope to do as I gain more wealth and I'm able to buy nice pieces of art, and even for my brother Will here, I hope to buy many pieces of art from him throughout our friendship— you should find Christian artists, you should support them, and you should buy beautiful art from them that depicts beautiful things and fill your home with wonderful things that display the glories of God. Christians need to recapture art and, and just how important art is. I think that's that's an awesome... That's my exhortation. That's that's an awesome exhortation, yeah. Um, yep. So... Okay. into that. Okay, awesome. And then, Will, can we, uh, as we wrap up here... Can you give some advice to anybody that's listening that might enjoy art and maybe wants to pursue it as a career or a way they can glorify God and also work to gain a yield, right? So mm-hmm. make art yep. that the, the laborers do as wages where an artist is actually making money off their art, but also glorifying God and doing it as a career or even a side hustle. Mm-hmm. What's your experience with that and how you've been able to sell your art, but also still keep it as a wonderful hobby that you enjoy that glorifies God? Yeah, I'd say... Um we, my dad and I, a long time ago, uh, met this one uh, woman who did uh, artwork as a career. And uh, the one thing she said uh, that stuck with me was, um, you know, she, she did artwork because it, it fed her. Okay. You know, it was, it was the way that she earned money so that she could not starve. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that has an effect on the joy you take in, in creating art. Yep. So that was a that was kind of a turning point uh, for me. Um, you know, some people want to do it uh, as a career. I had kind of a lot of different um, a lot of different interests that I had, and that was just another 
<clears throat> another way uh, or another uh, uh, piece of advice that I took that that I didn't take artwork as a as my you know primary career choice. It's good to have a lot of multiple ones, but uh, uh, so I would say uh, if you want to start you know making money or, or uh, you know have a side hustle doing it, I would say just start producing the artwork. You know the the, the money does not come before the artwork. Yeah. You have to you know I I turned out a bunch of you know probably you know 50 pieces of um of artwork shortly before you're and i mean throughout the rest of my life i probably did hundreds of hundreds of, of things before i actually started uh selling it but i would say just start uh producing art be prolific people start to notice get yourself a sales tax license it only costs like 25 bucks probably depends on the state you're in um uh just start doing it is the bottom line uh there are very few things that can go wrong other than you know uh, falling into the pitfalls uh, that we have mentioned previously. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe it pays enough to do it full time. Uh, maybe it doesn't. Otherwise, just uh, uh, keep at it. Maybe someday will some will pay you enough for it to make it you know a full career. But I would say the the main thing that you want to do is you know produce art to glorify God. That's that's your that should be your main purpose, um, and do it to bless others. You know the to this day kind of the I mean, I don't, I don't sell my artwork to, uh, to, to support myself. I have other ways to do that. Uh, it does pay for, for some of the time that I put into it, uh, cause I could be, you know, I could be working at my normal job. Uh, uh I have to kind of set aside time to do, uh, to do the artwork, but, uh, so make, you can, you can make it work through time, I would say, but don't, don't try to get scads of money just because you can get scads of money for it. You yeah. Know, your, your primary goal should be to, uh, to glorify God and to bless others through yeah, giving good. them, whether they are Christians or not, a glimpse into the Lord's handiwork. So well, that's good. Psalm nineteen, the Lord's handiwork. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, appreciate all that wisdom there. Um, so I guess the last question: How can people that are listening get involved with your art? What kind of art do you do? What can people expect out of your art? What's your website? Um, I know you put stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You have a Facebook page. How, how's all that work? Can you give some people something? And I'll put it in the show notes as well, guys. Don't worry. But describe your art to people and what they can expect if they wanted to enjoy your art. So I, I mostly do landscape paintings. I do... Well, if you were to look at my website, I do quite a few different things. Uh, mostly because I, I can... There's To some extent, I'll, I'll do what people request me to do. Because that's what I, what I do is a lot of commissions. Um but so to a certain point, I'll, I'll mostly just do what they ask me to do. Yeah. Um, I re- have really enjoyed mixing the aviation side of things and with it. So the past couple of years, I've gotten into uh, painting airplanes and, and, and putting those into the landscape setting as well. So that's been uh, very, uh, very fun. Uh, so you'll see a lot of airplane paintings. Yeah, Will, Will's too. got one with a uh, a harvester, an airplane, and, yes, a, yep, and yep. a harvester on a farm, and it's a that one's good. Yes, I've done done a couple of those. Uh, really, you know, a long time ago, I did a couple harvesters nice. uh, combines, and uh, haven't done them since. But that one was that one was awesome. Yeah, those, those are my favorite things. You know, airplanes and combines. Yeah, uh, you know, my grandparents huge machines. Farm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, um, where are we at? Uh, find find my artwork at uh, enjoywillart.com. Uh, all one word, enjoywillart.com. Uh, same thing on, on Facebook. And uh, you can send me an email through one of the, the links you find there uh, if, if you like. Um, 
that's how I that's how I take requests. So awesome. So take a look around on there. Uh, see what see what's going on, and and uh, be looking forward to meeting all of you. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, brother. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, I always end with a doxology. First Timothy one seventeen. To the King of the Ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Soli Deo Gloria.